Today's episode is presented by Lodestar, the fee experts. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Blending Leaders. My name is Elena Gardner, and my guest today is Greg Scher from, uh, he's a managing director at NFM Lending. If you are at all on LinkedIn, you've probably seen his posts. He's very vocal on it, and you're actually, uh, I'm so excited to have you on because we had a Jordan from your team on with us last year, last season. Um, so thank you so much, Greg, for taking the time to speak with me today. That is Jordan Nutter. Uh, better known yes. as A Nutter Home Loan, like Nutter Butter, but A Nutter Home Loan, singular on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and a bunch of other verticals. And I should say before we get started that uh, um, I spoke at the Mortgage Bankers Association Conference, which is where we met in person um, mm -hmm. the week of, uh, let's see, what is this week? Because I don't know when you're airing this, but it was it was the uh, week of January 22nd. Yeah. January 22nd. And um, it was the first time I had ever been confronted by somebody for ignoring um, their overtures on LinkedIn. Uh, you were kind enough to let me know that I had ignored uh, multiple attempts to get a hold of me. So I like the determination. Everyone on this call, everyone viewing this should know that you have a lot of grit and determination. Well, thank you. Uh, it's, it's how I got here and it's how I continue to plan to grow. So it's, yeah, it's definitely not, a good time. Having said that, it was not intentional. I did explain, you know, I even showed oh, you a bunch of, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you and I are good, right? Like, even if I didn't do We're this. Great. Right. All right. We're let's go. Either way. Fire awesome. Away. Um, so one thing I really thought that was really interesting is you saw these influencers and you not only said, I want them as part of my team and I want to give them the freedom to do what they're doing so well on social, but you've created a whole team of them. I believe you have 14. Um, how do you yep. manage a team like that provi and provided, provide coaching and mentorship opportunities for them to continue to grow when they sometimes are leaders on their platforms? Yeah, we, we, I, I don't do all that. I mean, I'm, I would say I'm more of like the 10,000 foot visionary. Like I, I saw the vision. I went after the first influencer, kind of proved that out. Once I saw, saw it working, I went and hired several others and we continued to try and improve the process. It's very complicated. You know, we can get into what's so complicated about it, but you know, I have somebody with a great background in, uh, in managing and getting loans through the pipeline and managing people and personalities and, he's on top of it all. And so I don't have to get into the day-to-day -day stuff. I can continue to kind of stay focused on uh, what value we're driving to our loan officers, our influencers, and um, our consumers, obviously, and then to others that are watching us. Because we, you know, I do get a yeah. lot of people inquiring about what we're doing, and I want to make sure that we, we can answer that you know, clearly and, and get people as excited as we are on the inside of this. Yeah, and I think that's really important. And it's it's important to have members of your team that are dedicated to building up those people so you can have that 10,000-foot view. Um, and I think one thing you've been really boldly proclaiming on LinkedIn is speaking of people with 10,000 views is asking for CEOs to speak out more um, and be more vocal about what the industry needs. What does that look like to you and what are you kind of hoping to see? Well, I am, I am really passionate about this. and, oh, and the Big questions. No, no, it's great. No, I mean, uh, it's something that's important to me. And, you know, the passing of David Stevens, who I considered a friend, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it just uh, kind of exacerbates this, this, this void that was already there. Like if, if I said to you, name five CEOs of IMBs who are very outspoken in terms of advocacy for all of us, I bet it'd be hard for even someone as well-informed as you to name three. I can't yeah. name really any. I mean, there's certain um, CEOs that are vocal, but oftentimes they're talking about their own accomplishments, what boards that mm -hmm. they've been nominated to, how honored they are, or they've just broken ground on a you know facility, state-of-the-art facility. I don't hear anyone stepping up and saying, I'm concerned about this industry. Let's all rally together. And that's what we need. And, and, uh, and I think I've just amplified that in, in uh, the wake of Dave's passing. Um, and, and, and we need it. We need it. And we need it badly. And so I can't wait to see who that person is. You know, I'm not a CEO. I'm a managing director. I'm a partner in, in NFM, you know, minority partner. But um, it, it's, it, it's not going to be me. Like, it, it needs to be somebody at one of the, you know, monstrosities. I could name them all now, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I, I think people you don't understand. Call them all out. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, no, people understand. They they understand that there's that there is this you know cavernous hole. Um, the question is, is someone going to speak up? You know, we have a lot of old school owners that have owned their companies for a really long time that have made an awful lot of money. Um, that are too busy fighting each other in court now. You know who all the names are. Um, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd love for them to repurpose that energy and stop fighting one another. Like we have enough people fighting us right now. You know, look at all the legislation. Mm -hmm. You know, look, look at all the onerous uh, things that have been pushed our way and, and, and you know, Basel three and all these other things that are coming. Um, so it's just it's it's time that we just cut the nonsense out, support one another. Yeah, you know? and I, I think I'm hoping I'm, I'll just keep speaking from the mountaintop and hope that somebody eventually emerges. I just got off the phone with a pretty well-known CEO uh, a little while ago who 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 uh, saw me speak, who, you know, said, you know, I might want to be that guy. So, you know, mm -hmm. you know, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of bravery, right? I mean, that's a big commitment Absolutely. to make, put the industry on your back and to be an outspoken advocate, but man, it, it's going to breathe so much life into, in, into your accomplishments, even more, you know, I'm speaking to CEOs, even more than the amount of mm -hmm. loans you've closed or the records you've broken or the profits you've driven in, um, just how liberating would it be to be a real leader of, of an industry, not just an organization. So there you go. That's my soapbox. Thanks for pointing that out. You know, uh, we always Did like it. to grab things that people are passionate about and, and talk about them. And you said something there that I want to focus in on a real leader. What do you think uh, lower level employees like personally, right? Like I lead a team, you lead a team. What can we do to be that real leader for our teams and to drive our businesses forward? Well, I mean, it starts by being a servant leader. I think mm -hmm. we all know the difference between a top-down leader and a servant leader. You know, uh, top-down leaders, they're very clear about you being where you are and they, and they being where they are. You know, they call the shots. You're lucky to have a job. I mean, hopefully there are not too many of those people around. But, you know, servant leaders, they're, they're all over the – I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Top-down leaders are all over the place, and they manifest themselves mm -hmm. in various ways. You know, to me, uh, a great leader is one that really cares. And it's not just in the words. It's in the actions. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot to that. Like, don't just call me when there's a problem. Don't just call me when I'm not hitting my numbers. Don't just call me when my PL is upside down, you know, call me for no reason to see how I'm doing. Know a little bit about my family. Um, show that yeah. you care. 
that's great leadership, right? The people like that, uh, you want to you want to fight for, you want to work with, and we all want to feel like people care about us. Like we spend so much time at work, mm -hmm. and 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 by the way, leaders don't they don't make contact every time, but a true leader, when confronted mm -hmm. by uh, by an oversight, will not be defensive. They will say, you know what, you're right, and then they'll double down on the efforts to show you how much they care. And to me, that's a that's a you know that's a great leader, just someone that is present there for you and. And, and uh, it doesn't seem like they have their own motives behind their leadership. Yeah. And I think especially in the mortgage industry, something I've heard not only and felt not only myself, but had others say is this really becomes your family, right? The people you see at trade shows, what whatever companies they go to as they move around, you, you end up spending so much time with people, right? And I think that's so important to say that, you know, you need people that care about you, whether they're in your organization or not. And to shift a little bit here, something you spoke about at IMB, going back to conferences, is you spoke about your pipeline and what that looks like. And I think something that a couple people like reference, but I know we were cut for time, is kind of what does the pull through of that look like and how do you manage that, right? Because I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of unqualified applicants, right? Um, mm -hmm. That maybe are just like, I think I might be able to afford to buy a house, but they're not informed enough to know whether or not they can. And do you have pipelines for, let's say, 25, 26 of loans you think might close based on your engagement now? Sure, of course. Yeah, I think we, before I go into that, I should put the mm -hmm. you were fortunate, fortunate enough to be one of the people that was in the room. But I don't, uh, other people that are watching this are like, well, what is what? What are you talking about? Where are these mm -hmm. leads coming from? Let me, just give, let me give this some context. What we're talking about is. NFM launched um, an influencer division a little over 30 months ago that's comprised of 14 folks that are uh, mortgage licensed. Um, they're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reels, and they make these organic videos that uh, that turn into leads, which eventually turn into loans. So so what I'm being asked is, what's the pull through like? Mm -hmm. uh, and just sort of like, what's the lead intake process? And how do you nurture and handle those people that aren't ready to close now? Uh, and, and, you know, it's a great question because um, the, the closing rate is, you know, it doesn't even approach uh, a 2%. And, and um, over time, over time, you'll probably stay at that number. Um, but keep in mind, there's no advertising expense. These are, or these are, these are people making so great right. videos, telling experiences about um, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the mortgages that they closed um, that were tough and, uh, they're inspiring people to want to dip their toe in the water. The other thing to, to, to understand is that the people watching these videos, uh, an awful lot of them are Gen Z. They're, they're people that are uh, younger. You know, my dad's, you know, 82. He's not he's not watching TikTok. He, you know, he's not he's not watching for mortgage stuff. But this generation is uh, the generation of Gen Z. They're they're all over their phones. You know, it's the first wave of digital natives to hit the home ownership process. Uh, and that's defined as uh, three hours on their mobile phones every day. Uh, Fifty percent of them um, have acknowledged through many, many surveys that their behavior, their buying behavior on when it comes to big financial decisions is influenced by somebody they follow that they don't even know in some cases. So, you know, when you put it into that context, you begin to understand how these people are raising their hand earlier in the process. Um, meaning, when I say earlier in the process, earlier than what we're traditionally used to, which is the agent driving the transaction. There's already a qualified applicant on the other end of the phone. 
and and the agent's taking them shopping and then the agent says well you have a lender yet no i don't okay let me match you to the lender that's you know hopefully that does the best job but in too many cases the lender that pays me <laughs> to be in their yes. office you know to co-market to do all of these things so you I mean you see how really diluted that is right so um in this instance and this was kind of uh the headline point that i made on the panel uh, a lot of these people are so early on in the process that they don't even have an agent yet and 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 they're all raising their hands for the most part saying introduce me to an agent so yeah you don't close loans as fast but every one of these people is going to eventually buy a home maybe not everyone but 90 percent of them so we've driven in fifty-eight thousand leads uh people raising their hands after seeing a video coming into the ecosystem and then we're farming them out the people that indicate their credit is terrible we move them over into this nurturing campaign that's automated, so we don't have to call them at mm -hmm. that point. They're, they're filling things out. You know, we use, uh, we're big fans of Finlocker and Brian View over there. And so we've mm -hmm. white labeled an app called uh, Home Stretch. It's kind of meeting the clients where they are, so we can kind of ascertain mm -hmm. where they are, where they're, what they need to do to tighten up their game so they can get into, you know, their dream home, get into their first home. So, you know, that's probably a third of the population that comes in. You know, the other third, mm -hmm. um, are people with really good credit that have good income that, you know, have a down payment somewhere in the $10,000 range, they're ready to go now. And then there's the third that's kind of in the middle. They just need a little nudging, little nurturing. Um, you know, it's a little sticky, hairy, maybe they've have a gap in employment, you know, they're just oh, multiple nuances. Um, but to mm -hmm. give you, some, to give you some context, we brought in 58,000 leads and over this time frame, uh, the division itself, which is now called the creator collective, used to be the influencer mm -hmm. division, but the, the influencers wanted to rebrand it. Uh, in that same time period, we've closed about 1,300 units for a little over 400 million, mm -hmm. which I mentioned, you know, in the room. So mm -hmm. what's the what's the math on that? That's, uh, oh, you know, gosh. are you good at I'm math? I'm gonna pull out my good old, I have a, I have a T, my T84, yeah, I mean, TI83. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you're talking about uh, 2%, you know, like I said, close yeah. to 2%. So, you know, a little under 2%. So, you know, yeah. it's, but it's, here's, here's the thing. It's a mindset shift, shift for IMBs because owners are so used to, you know, asking these questions. How quick can you close? When's my money uh -huh. coming in? Like, and especially in a market like this where we're all just hanging on. Like uh, mm -hmm. the last time any of us had profits coming in on a quarter to quarter to quarter, like call it three quarters in a row, it's been uh -huh. eight or nine quarters probably, right? So yep. very, and this is the advantage NFM has having invested in this, you know, when we were going through some of the tough times and not taking our eye off that ball is that um, it's kind of counterintuitive to the behavior that, that owners have, you know, inherently running a company. No one's running a nonprofit here. Everyone's trying to make money and there's mm -hmm. a lot of risk involved associated with mortgage. And, and so for, for, an, for a CEO to go, well, this is a great opportunity. Let me invest all this money into this vertical and build all these channels around it. The other thing is when a lead comes in, um, it's not targeted advertising. So this is yep. not geo. You're not spending any money. So you might have a loan officer who's a, an influencer, make a great video and, and he may, he or she may get 500 leads in a week and three of them may be in the States that he or she is licensed in. So what are you going to do with all those other leads? That's another part of the equation. We've built a whole back end yep. to be able to take them all in. Everyone's licensed up in those states, the, the team that takes the leads, and, mm -hmm. uh, and we get them to the table. So there's a lot involved in it. My point being, 
that this is the future, it's inevitable, and CEOs are either going to wake up and commit to it and invest in this, knowing that the behavior, the consumer behavior is changing, or they're going to get, mm-hmm. they're going to get, as I said, lapped in my presentation. Companies that are focusing on yes. it are not only going to pick up market share, but they're also going to pick up loan officers and agents you know, who want a piece of yeah. this action, who know they're losing market share because you, 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 can, you can't approach any loan officer or real estate agent out there and, and uh, ask them the question, um, are you losing any market share to people that are branding? Talk about the ones that aren't branding. You know, go up to a real mm-hmm. estate agent and say, hey, real estate agent, you're not really on social media, but do you feel, like, do you feel the pressure to go on social media? The majority of them are going to say yes. They're either going to say yeah. yes, or they'll say, they'll say yes, I want to do it. You know, no, I'm above that. You know, I'm too old mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, it's like a badge of, of, of honor or something to say, I'm, I don't do that. You know, I, I don't do socials. Well, a, as Denise Cardi said in that room, um, mm-hmm. you know, who's been, who's a 30 year mortgage executive, uh, she made the point that it's gotten to the, it's gotten to the point where, uh, social media is where people get, where organizations get validated. And so her point was, yeah. it doesn't matter what you think. If you're not on social mm-hmm. media, People are going to make the assumption you're not good at what you do. I thought that was pretty strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's also something I think a lot of people don't think about from a hiring standpoint. Our content is actually the reason I joined the company. I saw a CEO that was willing to support marketing initiatives and do cool things um, when I came on the board of the company. And since then, we've actually seen a huge number increase in in uh, applicants when we post jobs. Because people want to join an organization that's doing cool things and is doing unique things and is driving towards the future. Absolutely. We're, we're speaking the same language. So as we wrap up here today, we're about to hit our time. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you our favorite question here at Lodestar, um, which is a Lodestar is a guiding light in the night sky. Um, and we want to ask, what is your either personal or professional, uh, what do you use to guide yourself? Do I go personal? Do I go professional? You know, you can I, do both. I uh, people have. Well, I started a family late, so you know, I held out until mm-hmm. I was thirty-eight, or fifty-three now. So um, I'd have to say my kids. You know, my family. That's my guiding light. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my purpose. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, going home every day, seeing the smiles, no matter what the market looks like. Um, I have an eleven-year-old and a thirteen-year-old, so. Just, you know, you know, passing, making sure that I can leave a legacy for them and then, you know, flip this around to the mortgage side. I know you only asked me for one thing, but, you know, for me, you can get both. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for for me, you know, I like to tell people at 53, having been in the business 26 years, I think I'm going to my 26th or 27th year. Um, I kind of feel like I'm in the legacy phase of my business, of of my, uh, of my professional career, um, not my business. So, you know, meaning, I want to leave a legacy now, you know, like I want to, I want to speak up about the industry. I want to mentor people. I want to share what I know. You know, I, I, I lived a long time in this business with that mindset that we should protect everything that we have, everything that we are, mm-hmm. keep it from the competition. I'm the complete opposite right now. You know, mm-hmm. assume that uh, you can trust people and that they're going to treat you right and come, come at people with an abundance mindset wanting to lift people up around you and good things are going to happen. And, and really, since I shifted that mindset a couple of years ago, nothing but good things have happened. So, you know, in terms of my, my, you know, my, my North star or my shining light, it's the family on the personal side. And, um, 
And then for me, it's just uh, working hard to to pave this legacy road where I can leave the business in, I don't know, however many years and know that I left my mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think something I've learned in my short time in the mortgage space is authenticity and, and genuine just the nature of giving is almost always returned to you in general. That's the word I was looking for. Can I pay you um, one more comment? So as we wrap up here, Greg, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not only do you have the grit touched on in the beginning, but you also ask great questions and you're, you were obviously very prepared for this. You had questions written down. They were all very good questions. So I, you know, as somebody with a journalism background, which I have, um, mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you. Well, Greg, if people aren't following you, where can they find you? Where, where's your preferred place to connect with people? Definitely LinkedIn. Uh, Gregory, I think Perfect. I'm under Gregory Share, S-H-E-R. Uh, just put in Greg Share. Oh, no, Share. you're just under Greg. Oh, really? I yeah, have your I was, LinkedIn I guess, right I here. On, yeah, that's correct. I only let my mom call me Gregory. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm on just as Greg. Wow. But, yeah, follow me. Connect. Let's go. Let's do this together. Let's lift each other up. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for joining me today. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next week. So long. Um.